When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listen to that. Listen to that, Lampley. I know. That is, that there's an electricity in the air. Everybody knows it. This is it. It's midterms eve. Yeah. Be sure to leave out a plate of cookies and a cold glass of Xanax, because a lot of people are anxious, and that is exactly the way the news media wants you. Remember, remember I warned you a couple of weeks ago that the media was going to spend every waking minute leading up to the midterms yanking your chain like they were trying to start a flooded lawnmower. Well, <laughs> one day, the TV news is out there saying, oh, Democrats are up in the polls. It's shattering historical precedent. Then it's Republicans will sweep the Senate, rule the night, and feast on human flesh. Then <laughs> the next day, they're like, or not, you know. Take this final national NBC News poll, which declares that 48% of voters say they prefer a Democratic-controlled Congress, while 47% prefer Republican, which is a reversal from October when 48% prefer the GOP and 47% want a Democrats, which can only mean the Democrats flipped Linda. <laughs> Flipping Linda. I saw that movie. And today, the last day before the election, we spotted this actual headline in the Daily Beast, pollsters have no idea what's going to happen this election. Really? They can... I didn't realize... They can do that? Looks well, like a weatherman saying, looking out to the weekend, be sure to bring your umbrella and your sunscreen. Don't forget those ice skates, folks, because it's a hot mess out there, unless it's a cold mess. That's the forecast. With a margin of error of one to four tornadoes. Now over to Phil with sports and or local murders. <laughs> Regardless, Phil, skip to the loo. Regardless of what happens, all signs point to something happening. So the Late Show will be live tomorrow, right here from the Ed Sullivan Theater. Live, my friends. You know, you know that feeling. It is every comedian's dream to say those iconic words. Live from New York, it's Tuesday night. <laughs> With... Nice snap soon, Dante, thank you. With the races coming out of the wire, the candidates were out saying stuff this weekend. We heard from Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker, seen here trying to play tennis. At a rally, Walker expressed how mad he is that Democrats have focused so much on his personal life. Why are they not talking about things that really matter? Because they don't have a solution for those things. And I said, I do have a solution, but I'm not going to tell them because you tell them, they'll think they came up with it. That's right, Herschel. <laughs> don't you reveal any of your great solutions. And just to make sure they stay safe, put them wherever you hide your secret children. <laughs> we also heard... We also heard from Pennsylvania Senate candidate and grandma's new boyfriend who just got added to her will. 
Dr. Mehmet Oz. At a campaign event with former president, Oz asked a favor of his supporters. Tomorrow morning, when you awaken, I want you to contact 10 people. Do it at church, do it before the Steelers game. Okay, one problem. The Steelers did not play on Sunday. <laughs> kind of important in Pennsylvania. That's a big mistake. But then again, maybe he was just confusing the Steelers with his home team, the Newark airports? <laughs> the Jersey turnpikes? <laughs> Oz's troubles uh, don't stop there because on Thursday, we got a surprise statement from the woman who launched Dr. Oz's career, Oprah Winfrey. If I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons. Yes, for many reasons. Yes. And one of those reasons is that Dr. Oz also starts sentences with, if I lived in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Joe Biden uh, held a rally in Pennsylvania, and he had some choice words about Dr. Oz. And Oz... And Pennsylvania? Look, I've lived, I lived in Pennsylvania longer than Oz has lived in Pennsylvania. And I moved away when I was 10 years old. Back then, they called it old Quaker town. Philadelphia had a big, beautiful bell, not a crack in sight. My dad used to say to me, say to me, Joey, I don't want you spending time with that Benji Franklin kid, always flying kites and chasing petticoats. Won't amount to a hill of beans. By the way, get off that hill of beans. That's dinner. Come on, Joe Jack. Redcoats are coming. The previous... No, I'm serious, folks. No, I... No, come on. The previous president uh, had his own rally, and he was laser-focused on the biggest issue of 2022, 2024. Specifically, who he's theoretically leading in the polls, and he's already testing out new nicknames. Let's see, there it is, Trump at 71, Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. DeSanctimonious? Really, DeSanctimonious? Yeah, there's nothing voters like more than insults from a word-a-day calendar. Let's get bellicose. DeSantis is a pusillanimous sycophant. Incarcerate him aloft. Incarcerate him aloft. But before DeSantis can face off against the former president, he has to get reelected as governor of Florida. His campaign just released an ad that implies that DeSantis was chosen by God. It's subtle. See if you can catch it. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a protector. So God made a fighter. Yes. God... God made a fighter. He made Eve from Adam's rib and Ron DeSantis from Adam's taint. <laughs> but it's not fair. That's not nice. That's not nice. Why, that, why did I say that? But hear me, oh, audience. It gets worse. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, kiss his family goodbye, travel thousands of miles for no other reason than to serve the people. Oh, my Lord. Ron DeSantis, more like Ron DeSanctimonious. Damn! It is a good nickname. 
There continues to be news about Tesla CEO and your sister's boyfriend running into you as he's leaving a strip club, Elon Musk. <laughs> Over the weekend, Musk fired half of Twitter's staff, around 3,700 people. Now, that may sound drastic, but come on, it's Elon Musk. The guy clearly knows what he's doing. Someone had to make the decision, and Twitter is now asking some fired workers to please come back. Cuz, <laughs> cuz, turns out some people were laid off by mistake while others were fired before management realized their experience was necessary to build the new features Musk wants for the platform. That is some A-plus HR management. That's it, Jimmy. Pack your desk, you're fired. Now, I just need somebody to type up your pink slip. Do you know how to work a computer? Amazing, you're hired. Your first job? Fire yourself. I couldn't do this without you, buddy. Now, get the Since Musk took over, advertisers have fled the platform, but he has a plan to replace all that lost revenue. Start charging users $8 a month for a blue check mark. Now, that seems pretty steep for something that's always been free, but it is a value, because not only would you get a blue check mark, it would verify that you're dumb enough to give $8 to the richest man who's ever lived. <laughs> and having a blue check. Sure. Having a blue check used to mean you were actually who you said you were, but now anyone who pays can get the blue check. Musk defended the change, tweeting, widespread verification will democratize journalism. Yes, soon you'll be able to get your news from a wide variety of sources. Everyone from the New York Times to the equally qualified at Patriot Foot Lover 420. <laughs> Since Musk took over, many verified users have started tweeting sarcastic and ironic comments with Elon Musk as their screen names using his picture. In response, Musk tweeted, going forward, any Twitter handles engaging impersonation without clearly specifying parody will be permanently suspended. Aww. <laughs> Did someone hurt Mr. Free Speech's fee-fees? <laughs> but, but as a comedian, I, gotta, I can confidently say nothing improves a joke quite like announcing that it is a joke. <sighs> Why did the chicken cross the road? Well, keep in mind, I'm just kidding. I don't want you to worry. The chicken is fine, and so is the road. Now, brace yourself. The punchline is coming. And again, none of this is real. It's merely made-up fictional scenario for your amusement to get to the other side. That'll be $8. Is that how it works? Did I do it right? Did I do it? Did I do that right? I don't know. But he has a point. It's very important that we know what actual people actually believe and say, which is why The Late Show has created a website with pure 100% Elon Musk verified factual information called This Is The Real Not Parody Elon Musk.org. <laughs> I promise you that I have put as much thought into making this website as Elon Musk put into buying Twitter. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. More Late Show Poncho. This. I'm Rachel Martin. After hosting Morning Edition for years, I know that the news can wear you down. So we made a new podcast called Wild Card, where a special deck of cards and a whole bunch of fascinating guests help us sort out what makes life meaningful. It's part game show, part existential deep dive, and it is seriously fun. Join me on Wild Card wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. 
Folks, as you know, we are on the brink of a decision that will set our country, our world, on a new path. I'm talking, of course, about who will be People Magazine's sexiest man alive in 2022. Now, I have long believed the sexiest man alive is one of the cornerstones of this great nation. And so it is with great humility and gratitude that I am thrilled to announce that People Magazine has decided to award me the incredible honor... of announcing the sexiest man alive for a second year in a row. Because longtime fans of male sexiness will recall that last year, the persons over at People entrusted the Late Show with Stephen Colbert Sexiness Research Institute to select a worthy candidate. And I took that responsibility very seriously. I and my team of scientific sex perks vetted, and I mean thoroughly vetted, Hunky, hunky men, and ultimately just bestowed that title on Paul Rudd. But it is time for a new Sexiest Man Alive because that is Paul Rudd last year, and here he is now. (laughs) 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 Take him down, Jimmy. Now, we here at the Sexiness Research Institute have been hard at work trying to find someone qualified to follow in the sexy footsteps of sexy men like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, and Channing B. Rocking That Tank Top Tatum. We sifted through countless candidates. Numbers were crunched. Abs were crunched. And I'm happy to say that we have narrowed it down to just two sexy contenders. So without further ado, the finalists for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive are, Joe, please. The host of Last Week Tonight, John Oliver. (laughs) Or Hollywood movie star and incandescent supernova of hotness, Chris Evans. (laughs) And the winner, this year's Sexiest Man Alive is... Chris Evans! He's not even here. He's not even... This is bull... This is bull... Recount! Stop the steal! This is rigged! The whole thing is rigged! He's not even here! Better luck next time, John. Unfortunately, Chris Evans' sexiness couldn't be here tonight, but we did receive a very special message from the set of his upcoming film. Hey, America. It's Dwayne Johnson, also known uh, as The Rock, also known as, most importantly, the sexiest man alive. Now... I just heard the amazing news, the fantastic news that my good friend, I got to keep this quiet, Chris Evans was just named Sexiest Man Alive from People Magazine 2022. Let's go congratulate him right now. Come on. Hey, buddy. The sexiest man alive. Look at you, man. You look good. Thanks. Means a lot. Means a lot coming from a former sexiest man alive. What do you mean? Well, I just mean, you know, thanks for the support. Of course, yeah. As a former sexiest man alive, it just means a lot. Um, 
I never give the title up. Weren't you Sexiest Man Alive in 2016? I'm Sexiest Man Alive in perpetuity, which means for life. Okay. Yeah. But I, well, I thought I was just named. Let me ask you a question, brother. Okay. Am I alive? Yeah. I'm still alive. Mm -hmm. Am I still sexy? Clearly. You bet your sexy mouth I am. <laughs> We're sharing. We're going to share it. We're sharing it. All right. Are you ready? I'll take it. Last thing. Say something sexy. Go vote tomorrow. <laughs> that is sexy. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Oh, the sash fell. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's get that back up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let me help you. This is a big moment. There we go. All right, you ready? Okay. I, I'm, I'm all tucked. I'm all tucked. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Five minutes later. All right. What I said was, yes, go vote tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, the sexiest man alive and Chris Evans. Thank you to Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and congrats to Chris The Sexy Evans on officially being named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Here's the first look at his cover. There you go. For more sexy information, go to people.com, and you can pick up this week's Sexiest Man Alive issue this Friday. We'll be right back with sexy runner-up, John Oliver. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, you know my guest tonight from The Love Guru. Please welcome back to The Late Show, John Oliver. Good to see you. Very, thank you. Good to see Love you, too. Lovely to have you back. Thank Love you. Lovely to have you back. It's lovely to, John, be, lovely to I, be here. I'm sorry you didn't win. Yes, yeah, so am I. You know what? Yeah. You're sexy to me. Thank you. I'm going to use this as fuel. Yeah. I'm going to spend the next 11 and a half months getting so hot. Yes. Getting hot. So, getting hot. Getting hot. hot. You're a silver fox, hot. man. That's right, yeah, but now I'm going to go the other way. Clearly... Clearly, America doesn't want a silver fox. I'm dyeing my hair. I'm getting absolutely jacked. I'm eating only creatine for a year. It'll probably kill me, and if it doesn't, it's going to make me hot. I'm, be here. I'm going to be here 12 months from now. 12 months from now. Rip. You are unbelievably busting out of my suits. Sure. Call me Johnny Lunchables. I'm going to be a snack. I like it. I like it. One of my favorite things about what just happened is that Chris Evans was announced the sexiest man alive, and the audience booed. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? How about that, hot guy? No, well, no. you know, <laughs> what, is it, what, what do you want but just a guy to make you laugh? That's right. You know? That's all That's you right. want. That's right. Sure, you look good in a cable knit sweater, but I can ruin any occasion I'm a part of. <laughs> How's that not hot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want. I want to. You, you got. You've got. You're. You're up for another award soon, and that is. You are not only neck and neck with Chris Evans on hotness, but you are neck <laughs> and neck. You are tied with Bernie Sanders for yes. most late show interviewed man alive. Wow. This is your fifteenth appearance on wow. the late show. Yeah. That's. That's yeah. Seat. yeah. Got a John Oliver ass, <laughs> ass mark in it. Just, yeah. Me, yeah. Just me and Bernie just wearing it in. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> 
that is, you know, if you had to pick a scientific opposite of people's sexiest man alive, it might be most appearances on The Late Show. <laughs> John Oliver and Bernie Sanders. You know, people can like different things. Sure. Yeah? Now, one of the things I love about you, John Oliver, yeah. is uh, you're very generous with your time. Not only are you here tonight, yeah. uh, but uh, last week you were on because uh, you participated in our kids' pitch movie, where kids pitch a movie to us. Yes. And it was the scariest movie of all time, That's and right. you played uh, yep. a demon in it I in did. the movie. I'll do it. I'll do it um, every year. Whatever those little psychos come up with, I will be here. Well, thank you. Um, and this, obviously, is the Halloween pitch. And yes. I gotta I ask you, do you are you do you enjoy Halloween I, yeah, with the kids? I do. Yeah, yeah. the kids. Like in, in, when I was growing up in England, it wasn't so, that big a deal. I saw it on ET and thought that they seem to be having fun. But Bonfire Night is bigger for us, November the fifth. So you guys don't do a you don't trick or treat? They not really. No, Bonfire Night is more about um, well, it's a little bit of British history. It's commemorating when. Guy Fawkes nearly blew up the Houses of Parliament. So we build bonfires. You, you, you build like an. Oh, and effig- you're pretending to burn Catholics. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. Isn't that, that it? Aren't you burning? Uh, yeah, in yes. a reductive sense, yeah, it's burning Catholics. <laughs> yeah, it's using Catholics as fuel. I don't know. Sure, sure. Listen, there's a much longer conversation that makes it sound slightly better. But if you want to just go down to the nub, then yeah, we burn Catholics for fun <laughs> once a year. At least well, we... what, is it fun? <laughs> like, what do you do? Is oh, like, it's really is fun. Is get... cider and stuff like that? Uh, well, there's some fireworks, and... Oh, yeah? But there's no... It's basically... And then the night before is scally night. So that's what? like... Scally? scally night is basically petty vandalism. It's like trick-or-treating <laughs> if you remove the treats part. Well, like a devil's night. That's yeah, so Amer- America did it much better. You, you introduced yeah. commercialism through candy, right. and you took out some of the, the uh, <laughs> property damage. <laughs> yeah, so... If the... you don't get the treats, then you get the trick. That's, yeah, that's capitalism. Right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Whereas ours was just burn it all to the ground, Catholics included. <laughs> did, you, did you ever dress up as a kid? Did you ever have a costume? Did you get, did I'm not sure I did as a kid, actually, no. Oh, but as an adult, do you have a go-to? Are you, uh, like, I sexy mean... vampire or anything like that? <laughs> Vampires are sexy. This is the sexiest thing you could be. Is it? Yeah, what's sexy? I guess, like, werewolf if you can pull it off. Oh, that's a you know big... You, you've got to be confident. Right. Werewolf sexiness is otherwise you just look damp. Yes. You just look like you've got a kind of a musk, like you've been in the forest way too long. You look like a sailor on shore leave. I'm not, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. Right. I was, uh, the, uh, the last time I dressed up was Duke Kaboom. I did a pretty decent Duke, Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom. Duke Kaboom from Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4, OK, there you yeah. go. Or did you grow the mustache? Did you grow the, the handlebar? No, there? gaffer tape, much funnier. <laughs> And the kids, yeah. what are they? What the are kids, they? Uh, my uh, littlest one is four-year-old. He wanted to be a pumpkin, and then he call, called an audible at the last minute, and he wanted to be uh, Iron Man instead. So... What, you, did you... Wait, well, so either, you, how long was he wanting to be a pumpkin? Uh, and... All the time, and then Iron Man last minute. And so the question was, can you turn a pumpkin outfit into a serviceable Iron Man? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> so can you get an Iron Man costume really late? The answer to that is yes. So sure. I did. They, they were very, but it's changed. Like, I love the fact they have... Um, they, they, they loved the fact they had muscles. They, they were, like, counting their abs on the costume. They're not, like, pajamas anymore. one of the things, like, when my, my youngest, who's now 21, but when, when it, 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 in his era, when he was a little kid, they had a little fan on the back and were kind of inflate. Oh, that's... So the muscles, so you could kind of push on them like, like it was, uh, it was you, great. You might need to order that uh, earlier than the night before to get that version. <laughs> but it still had. He was walking sure. around saying, look, Dad, I've got hills. I've got hills. In my... Yeah, he said he didn't got hills. And then he said, why don't you have any hills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, f- you. Because I'm tired, all right? 
Because I'm oh. tired all the time. Right. How isn't that sexy? My, my, young, my youngest, the same one with the thing, yeah. he came up to me like, I got the Irish no collagen skin, so I, I just I just <laughs> wrinkle if I go near a window. Yeah. And and over here, I got all the crow's feet over here. And, I, and when I smile, they really come along. Sure. And he was, a little kid that comes up and he goes like, Daddy, <laughs> you have gills. Gills. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I love it. I got gills, baby. They are like high-functioning Don Rickles in a way, little yes. kids, aren't they? They can they can yes. they can sense a weakness and they know exactly how to drive a hammer through it. We have to take a quick break. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back with more John Oliver, everybody. Stick around. John Oliver, not to bring up a you know a, a you know an ugly subject, but the midterms are tomorrow. Yeah, and you know nobody knows what the hell's going on. Historically, we know what should happen. Yes. the polls are all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I'm interested in is that this is your first midterms as a United States citizen. Yeah, not my first. So you get yeah. to vote in the. Yeah. Are you my first midterm vote? Yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you mid-sided for it? No, you know what? As a, here's the thing. Like, as an immigrant who's relatively recently become an American citizen, I, this, the act of voting still means a lot to me. So uh, I did not want to go and vote early because I wanted to vote tomorrow when there was a queue. Which is a you mean a line? We say line here. They won't let you vote if you say queue. If you say queue, oh, they'll tell? go, you don't get it's to vote. It's not the end of the Great Escape queue. Get the <laughs> out of here. Yeah, I, I won the line. We love, we the, love line. the line. We love I like the line, the line too. I like going to the where do you like? What's the location where you? I'm not asking for the address, but like, what kind of place do you go to? Do uh, you know, it's, it's nearby. It's a high school. Same thing. It's a middle school yeah. for me, and I love the. Uh, I love that there's a bake sale. Yeah, it feels... like the kids hold a bake sale down the hallway. Do you like get you know, again, you know, <laughs> Good turn idea. a little bunk on yeah, that election? It's, it's Why, like, yeah, it's like being being in that line. That is what I'm looking forward to because there, yeah. there are moments where you feel validated as an American, and voting is right. one of those moments. Do you, when you go in there and there's the old woman with the glasses going, "Name, please." Yeah. you're looking for that. Do you go with the Brit accent or do you fake an American accent so there's no questions? I, I, you, honestly, you get. I, I, I have faked American accents so many times in in the past because it makes things easier. You know, right. like even with uh, automated. Telephone lines. You kind of they don't tend really not to, to respond very well. Yes. Please to the state English your accent. name. Yeah, exactly. So you have to kind of Let's capitulate and do like uh, what number four, please, ma'am. <laughs> number four. You don't. Number you four. don't have to be. You I'll don't take... have to be a marshal. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, it's the only thing that works to be a kind of sedated John Wayne for me. I'll take a number four. <laughs> yeah, that's uh -huh. how I do it. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, so so I'm very much looking forward to it. Now, uh, the, uh, I want to ask you... The act of voting, not the necessarily the, the results. We'll America find out. We'll find out. Apart. Yeah. Now, and um, you can find out live... At least you're going to get commercial breaks this time rather than showtime when you were doing an autopsy oh, yeah, on no, the Oh, yeah, no, in nation. 2016, yeah. I, you had to do it without it, so the camera never came off yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. And <laughs> they just watched a man dissolve in real time. <laughs> it, was like, it was like those things where they say, oh, here's a dead mouse, and then it just dissolves and the maggots come. And like, that's what I was like I, in 2016. I was amidst, amidst all the horror of what was happening, I, I was watching you. I, I remember when it suddenly hit me, he doesn't have commercial breaks, thinking, oh, well, he is turbo Yes. This is a level so, of trouble. I don't know sure anyone fully appreciates that he's in here. I mean, to render yeah. in real time as other people speak. So, I wonder how long this has been. We drank, uh, we drank a lot of bourbon. Mm, that yeah. was our commercial break from our sponsor, <laughs> Jack Daniels. 
Um, let's talk about let's talk about your your home country. Are you still a, a, a citizen of the UK? Yeah, dual citizen. I'm a, I'm dual, a dual citizen. I'm, yeah. I don't think that's fair, but okay. Well, so I don't understand why you get to do in both. The, in, in the days of the British Empire, it was a lot more than two. So be thankful that it's gone down to this. Do you do you get to vote over there? Yeah, you can. Okay. You can yeah, you can. All right, but does it matter because over there? They've gone through like three or four prime ministers yes. with no election. They yes. just, the Conservative Party just goes, let's just try this one. Yeah, how about this? Drag them in. <laughs> yeah. What do we need to know about uh, Rishi Sunak? Uh, he is wealthy beyond uh, any real realistic expectation. He is so rich. Like, he, he's uh, married to the heir to the Infosys fortune. So uh, he is. Infosys? He, Infosys, yeah. The... That sounds like the bad guys who like run the company in Jurassic Park that make the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> that is? Oh, yeah, it's a dinosaur fortune. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what's like, is doing anything we need to know about him other than he's Richie Rich? Uh, he's Richie Rich, uh, and he's responsible now for getting us out of the mess that he was very much culpable of putting us in. Uh, because uh, he worked for a long time with Boris Johnson. He got him where he was. And uh, so, yeah, they're just going to try him now. And then if this doesn't work out, they'll just work their way through the alphabet. It'll just be... <laughs> it's going to be like a draft. All right. Aaron Anderson, you try. <laughs> if they work it way down to the O's, I'll, I'll get a swing. How's his, how's his curtsy? Because I don't know if you saw Liz Truss's curtsy to Bad the curtsy. Queen. It yeah. killed the Queen. Her Bad, curtsy. It did. It did. It did. Her she curtsy was... killed the Queen. <laughs> it did. It did. I'm not yeah. sure. I, I don't want to hear any from CBS's lawyers here. It did. Liz Truss. Through her curtsy, Terrible. killed the Queen because yeah. the Queen looked at Liz Truss, thought, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore, and died. <laughs> That's what happened. That's a fact. That's a fact. That is a, That's fact. a fact. That is a verifiable That's just... blue check. There's a blue check on that fact That's right a, there. I, I've got $8 on me right now. You can exactly. blue check that fact. Did you, did, did you, you talked to curtsy, obviously. No. As, as a British citizen, everyone knows how to curtsy, right? No, I'm a peasant, so no. My, my stock was not. Rishi Sunak went to some very expensive private schools. I believe he went to uh, Westminster School. Yeah. Uh, so there's every chance that he was taught to uh, yes. bow and curtsy. You were taught to read in a gravel pit. That's right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was just taught to do this whenever I'm happy. That's, that's, that's it. It's, it's very, 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 very that's, that's Thank right. you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank, thank you, miss. <laughs> Get me the biggest turkey you can. Oh, Will. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I have absolutely no expectations of Rishi Sunak being anything other than a disaster. But, uh, okay. no. Yeah, we'll mm -hmm. see. Hey, I want to make you a deal. You stay there, I'll do a commercial, and we'll be right back with more John Oliver, everybody. <laughs> Tonight, the one, the only, Sir John Oliver. Very few performers get where they are without having uh, paying their dues. And if they and if they get where they are without paying their dues, I don't like them. Yes, but I, I, I know Definitely. that you did, did not come. You didn't not come out of the gate as a successful performer. No. What were those first years like? What did What did you do? Uh, other than pay the bills, I mean. Disappoint and infuriate audiences. Yes. Uh, uh, Sure. I mean, I just took I just took any kind of temp job that I could get anywhere, which was like just, as an admin or like, like anything, a secretary, anything or I could get. What once I was uh, I was sent to cover the maternity leave for uh, a, a woman who was answering the phones. Uh, this guy who was uh, selling stolen kitchen equipment <laughs> on the cat. He was like he was like a really offensive stereotype of a London gangster. 
And so people, people would like call up all day saying, is Jim there? Is he there? And, okay, I, I, and he would be there going, I ain't here. <laughs> I ain't here, John. It's not hard, I'm not here. So he would say, tell Jim, I know he's there and I'll kill him. <laughs> Read it back to me. <laughs> you know he's here. And okay, he, he sent me across London with £15,000 in cash and a knife. Honest to God. I, I swear this is true. And I said, what's the knife for? And he went, if anyone tries to take that from you, that's to defend yourself. And I said, Jim, I'm covering maternity leave. <laughs> I, I'm giving them the money and the knife. <laughs> I'm not built for this life, Jim. <laughs> Did you know that it was stolen equipment? Yeah. Oh, it was so obvious. There was one guy who called up and he, he said, he said, do you have, like, this certain kind of cooker there? And he went... I said, uh, yeah, I think, I, think I've sort of, I think I've seen it. And he said, does it have concrete on the back of one of the pipes? And I said, yeah. And he went, he took it from me last night! <laughs> I'm not buying back my own stuff! And so, yeah, Jim said, well, just, yeah, offer him £200. <laughs> when, did you, when did you say to yourself, OK, I think I could just do what I want to do to pay the bills. What was the moment? What was oh. the moment of relief? You went, oh, this might not just be a pipe dream. Well, it's the lower, it's the, it's, it's this tiny moments, right? That w where you, where you think I can't believe I'm getting to do this through comedy. And for me, it was buying real orange juice. That was it. What do you mean? I just couldn't believe. Like I, I'd been to a gig. I'd got like 15 pounds, and I bought some like a carton of orange juice on the way back. That's a luxury purchase. Sure. Because right? because water is there. Right, right. Like, are, you a, are you a pulp guy, no pulp guy? Oh, pulp. Come on, pulp? treat yourself. What? <laughs> treat yourself. I like a little pulp. I don't like... Oh, don't you like can them. jack like the pulp. Oh, no, I'll, t yeah. I'll, t I'll take all the pulp you got. Yeah. Yeah. I remember for me... Thank you for asking. For yeah. me, it was... <laughs> I was in Chicago and I was... Oh, no. What was it, uh... What was, what was your moment? Oh, oh, gosh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Um, was it, was it... We uh, probably shouldn't get it. I'll tell you. So, <laughs> um, it was me in Chicago. I believe when Evie and I... When I first started da dating Evie, I, she saw me fill out my taxes. She literally was there on April 15th when I fell out <laughs> my taxes. I put down, and this was true, $8,500. That's how I'd made it yeah. in, in the entire year. And I was feeling pretty good about that. And, and she went on a second date with me after she saw me do that. That was literally the second date she saw me fill that out. Wow. So, I mean, to, to your, in your defense, you are really putting all your cards on the table there. So this is, <laughs> right. this is what I am. So right. do with this information what you will. Exactly. I, I couldn't afford, I couldn't afford anything. And so again, it was like yeah. water instead of orange juice. Yeah. A friend of mine called me up and he said, hey, could you cover my bartending shift? And I didn't know how to bartend. I was like, you know, bartending shift? Because he had, I think he belonged to a cult and he had a meeting to go to. <laughs> And, and seriously... Oh, you're going to skip over that detail? Like? Well, yeah. It's it one, it one of those, you know, God wants you to be rich, lucky Jesus kind of cults. So he's going to meet his lucky Jesus. And, and, I, and, I, and I go bartend for him, and I make $250 in one night. I can, not, I can yeah. make my, rent, my portion of the rent that I am paying on that, that one night. And as I'm walking to the L at 3.30 in the morning, because we had you know, 2 a.m., they're still serving drinks, had to do the cleanup and everything, go to the L, I walk by a uh, Dunkin' Donuts. They had just started serving these uh, the croissant sandwiches mm. there. I would never have a million yeah, years have thought I could afford yeah, one of, of those. That's out of my range. Of course. Those are like $3.95. You're reaching for, you're re you're reaching for life you can't Exactly. Have. And I said, I can afford yeah. that <laughs> essentially plastic sandwich. <laughs> and I've never been happy. I literally I was almost in tears going, oh, yeah, I might be I able totally to do this. I might be able to survive I totally get going it. through all of this. I wish, I wish there was security TV back then so that you could 
dig out a video of you just strutting confidently, yeah. like, a, like an Elizabethan duke saying, gentlemen, I shall have your crust sandwich, please. Uh, we've got to go here, man. I've got, to, I've got to ask this one question, though, about, about your darling wife. Uh, you yes. and your wife, Kate, married for a full decade? Almost a decade? Over a decade. Over a decade. Good for you. Now, I understand <laughs> if it hadn't been a decade, they wouldn't... <laughs> They wouldn't have clapped. I, I would really appreciate that. The, law ha the, the rule from now on has to be less than 10 years, silence. <laughs> it's an it's we'll expectation. <laughs> Double figures is the least you can do. I understand that someone, uh, you, you and I both, whose work you and I both enjoy, complicated yeah. uh, your early relationship with Kate. Uh, yes. Can you tell the people what happened? I was, uh, I was doing uh, an interview with uh, Terry Gross on Fresh Air. Very exciting. Yeah. And uh, she said in this interview, uh, I, I think she said something like, and, and I gather you've just asked, um, uh, you've just uh, got engaged. And I had not just got engaged. <laughs> and what do you say? You can't say I that. Can't, I, you definitely can't say, no, hey, no. This, <laughs> this fish got to swim, Terry. This bird got to fly. But you also can't say... No, you can't. You're, no. I'm, oh, yeah, that's going to happen. No, you can't. I couldn't I was. I cannot remember what I said. I probably froze. Yeah. Uh, and then obfuscated somehow. But I do remember that my, members of my wife's family were listening to it and were then calling her up, saying, I hear, I hear you got engaged. <laughs> Terry Gross said you got engaged. And she would have to say, not yet, I didn't. Well, uh, John, I was about to hold up something. I was about to... I was about, literally about to hold up... said last week, I was about to go, like... Uh, like That's there's right. a book associated... That's right. I've got a, I've got a book coming out. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do this. Already? That's it, yeah. Here, this is... This is... <laughs> is this Duke Nukem? <laughs> Who is this? That's Duke Kaboom! Okay, yeah. John, yeah. John Oliver. Yeah. Last week tonight airs yeah. Sundays on HBO. John Oliver, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives.